thank you for joining me for the next podcast on Discover Hood River. And I just want to let everyone know that today we have a guest, Samantha. Hello. And, and we also have Cheno back. Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start, I want to give another shout out to Andrew's Pizza and thank them for allowing us to conduct this podcast once again out of their out of their cinema. And they are open for business in both the Hood River Cinemas and Andrew's Pizza tomorrow on the, I believe it's the 18th, is going to start showing. We heard uh, it earlier. Mountain Film Festival. There'll yeah. Be, uh, two hours of films that mm-hmm. are outdoor centered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's um, hopefully we'll get uh, some more information and put that out to everybody. So you can get your tickets online. Oh, you can't, did she did she yeah. say that? Yeah. Okay, great. Great. It'll be socially distanced as well. Nice, nice. I can't wait. I can't wait for all the movie theaters here to open back up. Me too. Where do we begin, Samantha? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Samantha Parson, and today's the last good, last day I get to say that I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Twenty eight. Okay. And um, tomorrow is your birthday. Yes, it is. Well, happy mm-hmm. pre-birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I'll come see you. Okay. Andrews. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I am still like a newbie to Hood River. I would say I moved here during the pandemic. Yep. March 25th. Okay. And uh, I'm from a small Amish town in Pennsylvania, much, okay. much smaller than Hood River. An Amish town. Highly, highly Amish populated. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, get stuck behind horse and buggies. <laughs> no way. Every, yeah. And so I spent most of my life there, but the past three years, a little over three now, I've been traveling the U.S., working in different national parks. I've pretty much lived in every corner of the U.S., and now I'm here in Oregon, and I love it. Oregon's always been my dream place to live, and uh, Hood River's perfect. And what, why Oregon? Is there something about the... Um, I have been, like, saving pictures of Oregon on Pinterest boards for probably a decade. Um, I just always thought it looked beautiful. I had everything that I wanted. Um, hikes, the coast, rainforest, mm-hmm. mountains. Like, Oregon's mm-hmm. got it all. And, um, yeah, it was just... And also, um, kind of a more laid-back attitude of people in general that I mm-hmm. saw um, that appealed to me as well. And yeah. It, honestly, it is not. I had like very, very high expectations for Oregon whenever mm-hmm. I was moving here, and I have not been let down by one. So Oregon, really? yeah, Oregon has lived up to every expectation I've had. What's past, What's your so. favorite thing about being here? Uh, I guess just the ability to do any outdoor activity that mm-hmm. I want um, within ease and Hood River. That's why I picked here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause this is the first place outside of a national park that I've lived in years. Mm-hmm. So it's unlike in the real world again, but I wanted to pick a place that still had access to all the things that I'm mm-hmm. used to having access to, um, but having a town as well. Yeah. yeah. You moved here during the, like right when everything shut down. So it's been like a very <laughs> yeah. interesting intro to Hood River. Yeah. It, um, I had gotten a job. I was living outside Yellowstone for the winter and tried to make arrangements, you know, before I moved. I got a job at Full Sail on March 5th. And in the two weeks, like, of my, Mm -hmm. you know, I was going to fly out, move, start working April 13th there. Everything started to shut down. And I saw, like, all my plans start to, you know, fall apart. And there was a lot of crying those times. And, like, do I move to Mm -hmm. Oregon or do I not? My Literally everyone in my life wanted me to move back to Pennsylvania to ride mm-hmm. this out. And I decided to not do that and follow 
my dream what I really wanted to do, which was come to Oregon. So I didn't know if it was going to work out or not. And luckily, a lot of things did. Mm-hmm. How, how did you override that like fear of the unknown? Because I mean, everybody's telling you not to move and yet you did it. So what what did you do or what went through your mind when you're like, you know, I'm doing this? I wanted to take a chance and I knew that I, I had already started to get my life in order by that point. I was, I was sober, I was healthy, I was working out, I was finally feeling confident that I was making good decisions for the first time in my life. And my family actually, even though they wanted me to go to Pennsylvania, it was the first time in my life that they fully believed that I could make a sound decision and that whatever I chose would be the right one. So as I was thinking, you know, I was right next door as in on the Idaho-Montana border, so close to Oregon. And I figured if I if I didn't move now during this and take the chance during the uncertainty, then I never would and I would regret it. I knew that if I went back home, it'd be taking a step backwards. And yeah. I'm not about taking steps backwards anymore. Um, I could like picture in my head exactly what my life would be if I went back home rather what, than... What, what do you mean anymore? So that means that in, in the past, you, you've not taken that leap. It's just like trying to just go for what you want. Uh, yeah, I definitely lived a very stagnant life for a while. Um, was just very content with just existing and not taking any steps forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not about that anymore i'm just trying to to constantly step into the unknown and i i feel confident in my decisions that i make that even if it might not it might be scary and it might not work out that at least you did it you know at least you tried and i think that's the most important thing you can do is Mm -hmm. just try you know maybe it won't work out but maybe it will and that's when you know that's when i decide to make the move so so i I met you at the gym and through the months you've shared with me like a little bit of your story and i've seen your like transformation which is very inspiring um so tell us a little bit about what you've been through i guess and and uh Give people like a story of, or give people a background of your story of, of what you've been through. And yeah, just tell us your story. All right. I will do my best. Uh, I spent many, many, well, I've spent the past decade as an alcoholic. And this is only very recently in the past. I'm 10 months sober currently. And um, I never thought I would I would be at this point. And it started in college. I didn't drink until I was 18. And the first time that I ever drank, I, I blacked out, woke up in another town. And uh, that's... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel that's, like that's, that's happened too, to a lot of us who drink for the first time. That <laughs> happened to me. For, yeah. yeah. And uh, that should have been the first sign, like, you know, drinking is not for me. And I didn't drink again until college. Um, I went to Penn State. And Penn State is 30 minutes from my hometown, and I I didn't want to go there, but my mom had gotten a job at Penn State, and I had got a tuition discount for going there. So I was kind of, uh, I wanted to, that was an example of when I wanted to take a step out of my comfort zone. I wanted to go to Pitt and, you know, make it on my own and kind of forced then into going to Penn State you know you'll save money in the long run and I ended up going to Penn State and kind of as an act of rebellion I started partying hard and Penn State was ranked the number one party school in the country at the time when I went there in 2010 when I was a freshman Hmm. and I took that to the extreme I joined a sorority I was you know at, at that point my drinking was still fun and over the years, it turned. I had some 
unfortunate events happen to me because of my drinking. Um, I almost died. Like I've been told, you know, by doctors I should be dead. At one point I had a, a BAC of 0.457 mm-hmm. in the hospital. Um, just some very bad accidents and my drinking started to become bad, you know, uh, depressive. Was, was this because of depression or was it just because it just felt really good? To drink, uh, like, so, or was it just it was just because you were still in college and it was still the thing to do? It it started with fun intentions for sure. You know, I was partying, meeting guys, like mm-hmm. you know, that was an easy way to make friends. Um, it was it allowed me to become like a really fun version of myself, and uh, eventually, you know, after I took my drink, I always took my drinking too far. Like I was the one that was blacking out all the time. I was the one that just like disappeared and. You know, and the events that happened to me because of me taking it too far switched it to uh, depressive drinking. And I was living far away from campus. I began isolating myself. I would only, it's when I first started to gain weight. Mm -hmm. Um, My senior year of college, I would lock myself away in my room for weeks, you know, and I would only open the door for takeout and I would only leave to go get more booze. And um, that led to me, I dropped out of school um, one semester away from graduating. And then that caused even more shame to myself. And what what degree were you going to get? I was an English major and teaching English to speakers of other languages. And I still had, I still had like a 3.8 GPA when I dropped out. Oh, wow. And you didn't, you didn't finish because of the drinking? uh, It was... I was going to class. I had been sick, I remember, and I had an anxiety attack for the very first time in my life going back to class after being sick. I don't know what happened. You know, I was already isolating a little bit, and I just, like, I had a panic attack, and I decided not to go to class. And then I went back home, and I isolated myself in my room. And then that continued where I just, like, had it oh, I can't go back now. It's been too long. Well, I can't go back now. So then I just like made up all these anxiety-induced scenarios in my head and then isolated, drank, and the anxiety turned into depression. The depression just, you know, got worse and worse and the isolation got worse and worse. And then Mm -hmm. it had just reached a point where I'd stopped going to class that I really didn't have a choice other than to drop out and move back home uh, with my family where... You know, just start to gain more weight, isolate more, and um, drink by myself all the time. You know, that's all I was doing all day. Working crappy jobs and just really hating life in general. I was Mm -hmm. not living at all. Do you think that the hating life was because of the drinking or was it, or were they just sort of like feeding on each other? They were feeding on each other. Oh, they, For sure. Um, Yeah, it's very intermingled, the two. Um, Drinking did not help. Mm-hmm. at all but it was um yeah at that point it, they were just had become one i'd say they fused together mm-hmm. and i couldn't i couldn't separate it i couldn't really free myself of depression if i was still drinking because you think like oh i'm drinking to have fun but drinking is a depressant mm-hmm. and if you're depressed and then you're drinking you're just mm-hmm. fueling your depression even more mm-hmm both of you guys are regulars at there at the gym at the power station. So, um, do, do you, like you, you mentioned that you had that experience too of blacking out. When- uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like how Samantha started, it was mm-hmm. just all fun and going out yeah. with friends, and that's how you would meet people. So yeah, the first 
first time it, you know, I blacked out and then, you know, partied in college. But then the thing is that like after college, it turned from like, you know, drinking to have fun to like drinking to try to forget and kind of numb some, some stuff that was inside. And yeah, like I hit rock bottom and luckily like my mindset then was like, all right, I need to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's how I got into fitness because I was just like, you know, after my 24th birthday, I was like, yeah. I had a blacked out and I was just like, dude, I need to, something needs to happen. I can't be doing this anymore. To me, that's really interesting because both of you guys seem to have sort of roughly had the same experience and found like that getting into fitness really does kind of like fill that a little bit of a void that was in there because of the drinking. It allows you to control something that you have the uh-huh. ability to control, right? Like for me, I, you know, I, I didn't, what I wanted to do in life, I didn't like have a career that I was trying to pursue. So I was like, well, the only thing that I can really control is like my body. So mm-hmm. that's why I got into it. I was like, maybe if I can change my body, mm-hmm. like at least I have that satisfaction, that accomplishment of like, hey, I was able to change my body from this to this. But then that led to like a mindset change too. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's just all kind of followed. So yeah, fitness for me isn't just like, you know, about lifting weights and looking a certain way it's it's so like a full change of your being because you change yourself physically mm-hmm. but you also change your mind and then with that mm-hmm. you're able to focus on your your spirit or your soul whatever you believe mm-hmm. in do you working at the gym do you run into quite a bit of people who find fitness as sort of like this uh, like a positive outlet for their negative emotions i mean are there are there a lot of people that struggle with like sort of they're there not to get fit but but only because it's it's better for them to be there than like maybe at a bar or something? I, I think more often than not, I, I meet people that are there because they, it's more of a, yeah, like a, a way for them to, to work on, on their state of being, on their state of mind. And, mm-hmm. and like Samantha's a perfect example of that. You know, she, mm-hmm. I mean, she's in there killing it all the time, but yeah. just like seeing just the, the stories that she has. And it's just very inspiring. And I'm looking forward to hearing about how this transformation happened too. So I have a, quite a bit of questions. So at what point did you decide to sort of like cut the drinking and get really into fitness? And and on top of that, how did you do it? Like what changes in your diet did you make on top of, like, was it a gradual cut off of the alcohol or did you just cold turkey or how did you do it? So I hit many a rock bottom over the years drinking, but I hit my final one the grand finale that, you know, everyone's rock bottom is going to be different. People are always like, well, how will I know? I'll be like, you'll, you'll know, you know, you'll just be so tired of living your life the way that you were living it that you'll know. And mine, it's November 5th, so almost at a year, which I'm excited about. And um, I had just come back from Maine. I was living in Acadia for the summer and, um, you know, my drinking was just getting like progressively more worse. And, uh, I came home, I I drank my family's booze. They had like set some out as a test for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like, cause I was like, oh, I'm, I'm different. You know, now I've changed, Mm -hmm. I've changed. I'm not drinking anymore. Mm -hmm. But the reality is I had never made it past two weeks. Mm -hmm. Every time I tried to quit, which was a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. And um, this time I, you know, we got in a massive fight and then I was crying in my childhood bedroom after, you know, I had drank this, You know, it was just so, I was like, this is, you know, what my life is. This is sad. This is depressing. 
And being in my childhood room, then too, I was like, would what would little me, you know, think of who I've become? Like, it's embarrassing. It's I'm ashamed of the life I'm living. And I was just exhausted. And, you know, from there, it was a perfect storm of events where at the at that time, I didn't have a car since I had just, you know, flown home and I couldn't go get more. I had my my family around me and I just stopped drinking in that moment. And honestly, when I stopped, then I was didn't have a lot of hope that this would stick either. You know, once I passed two weeks where I always failed, I knew I could do it. I don't know. I just like knew I could do it. I'm like, wow, I've made it further than I could ever make before. Like, you know, let's keep going and see how much further I can get. And then as time went on and I saw how much better I felt because the first few weeks you stop drinking, you really don't, even the first month, you don't feel a lot of change. It's not until you start making changes to yourself and actually trying to better your life that you're actually like, wow, my life is so much better now. And uh, I moved to Idaho two months sober. The first two months sober, I let myself eat whatever I wanted. You know, I was still at home. I was eating all my favorite foods. I'm like, treat yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. you deserve it. But then I had made the decision in my mind that once I moved, you know, for the new year, I was changing my diet. And I started with only diet. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for me, I have found that trying to do too much at once is overwhelming. A lot of people get overwhelmed if they do diet and Mm -hmm. fitness when they need to make a big life change Mm -hmm. uh, and then give up. Mm -hmm. Like I had done, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was 70 pounds overweight, 70, 80. And Mm -hmm. I had just always failed because it was too overwhelming for me. And I just decided to start to, you know, I had already given up the alcohol, a major change. Had started to feel like I was mastering that. So then I was going to change my diet next. Um, I did keto to lose the weight, Mm -hmm. which for me, it was like a reasonable way to eat. You know, I just ate like whole foods, veggies, Mm -hmm. meat, protein. I was working at a restaurant, so I just eat burgers without buns all the time, which was like a win for me because I love burgers. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't feel deprived or anything. and It really wasn't that bad. And then once I lost 17 pounds the first month. And that was January. And then I'd say Mm -hmm. February, I started just walking uphill on the treadmill um there was like a very tiny gym there and i would just watch tv put it on a high incline walk uphill on the treadmill i didn't lift weights or anything mm-hmm. that was all i did and um yeah just for reference for our listeners um you tell us about how much you have changed in this past year and i think that's important too for for why we're getting into this like what was the total amount lost this past year i've lost 65 pounds. 65 pounds And did that start when you started walking uphill? When did the weight start coming off? It started coming off whenever I first stopped drinking, I would say. A little bit. Like I had Mm -hmm. a lot of weight around my neck and my face. Mm -hmm. And I started losing from there first. Little, I'd say I lost 10 pounds from November to December, 10 to 15. And then when I started in January, since then I've probably lost 50 55. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I've been working hard. So you started off with uh, the incline walk. And when did you start the weights? I didn't start weightlifting until mid-June when I joined the power station. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I thought you had been doing it before. No. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm I'm new to, I mean, I, I've been in gyms in the past, but I never mm-hmm. like really stuck with it that long enough to 
seniors, it was again that two week time frame that I always had where I would try things and then you don't see immediate results mm-hmm. and then you give up, you know. Yeah. But I decided that I was going to stick with something for the, the first time in my life. You know, I had just. So it was mostly done. kind of cardio and treadmill at first and walking okay. uphill yeah. until June. And the weight was coming off before then. Mm-hmm. So. In June, you started the weights. So you've managed to actually, even during the shutdown, achieve this transformation. Yeah, I, well, my first two months in Hood River, um, when I moved here, I didn't have a car because uh, I flew from Yellowstone to here. That forced me to walk everywhere. I walk, I ride bike, I did the second street stairs all the time, you know, but I also mm-hmm. was super pumped about it because mm-hmm. I was so excited to be in Hood River that, you know, I got to explore it by foot and like get to really know it really well and love it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just walking around the neighborhood all the time, like, whoa, the houses are so cool here. And uh, just like really appreciating things. I'd go down and walk uh, to the pipeline trail and do that uh, by the trestle. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, walking around and exploring all the time. And so that's what I was doing until I joined uh, the gym. Through this journey, once you started trying to do this transformation, what was the hardest part about it or has been the hardest part? Mm, That's a good question. The hardest part would probably be just adjusting to my, the new like life without like drinking is not hard for me or not drinking you know Mm -hmm. it's not hard but adjusting to lifestyle changes I guess like how to make friends without going to a bar and drinking and like there's just whole parts of life that I haven't quite tackled yet I would say you know the isolation definitely got to me still gets to me a bit sometimes um so just trying to find constantly find new activities and things to keep myself busy rather than taking uh steps backwards or kind of existing in that stagnant Mm -hmm. state i guess you know like trying something new at the gym like doing deadlifts or doing a different you know something to always be moving forward rather than just kind of what sort of is your routine now at the gym Uh, i'm on a training plan right now actually do upper body four times a week. I mm-hmm. do like day once a week. And then the other, sometimes I'll take a day off. Lately, I've been going usually every day, some either here or Brimstone. Yeah, so upper body four times, legs once. And then the other mm-hmm. days I'll go in and like see what my, and, the other day. I, and you were saying brim, Brimstone is the, the rock climbing. Rock climbing, bouldering okay. gym, yeah. Do you, do you go rock climbing? I, I have, yes. And I think I'm going to give... A membership back when it really? when it gets you know cold out and dark is, is that that rock climbing uh place right right across from uh not the city, right next there. to the library i think right yeah it is yeah, yeah. It's at the bottom of certain it used I to be a church back yeah. in the day yeah it's pretty from, sweet it's from a from a church for, well from a church it got converted to a uh, mma studio and the reason i know that is because i used i went there a few times oh really yeah I did it, not was know a, that. it was an mma studio before they converted it to the to the rock climbing yeah. but awesome. so it's a sweet spot. I like it. it you could yeah. maybe still do MMA and Boulder at the same time, you know, and stop yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your goals at this point? Like just to maintain or are you looking out to... Uh, I still have about 10 pounds. Maybe th- I haven't weighed myself since I got back from vacation, but still looking to cut probably my last 10 pounds. So mm-hmm. um, just focusing on my diet, doing that. As far as like fitness goals, really, mm-hmm. I don't have like oh i want to deadlift this much or um yeah it's just i want to be strong and fit enough that i can do like any outdoor activity that i want to mm-hmm. with ease which mm-hmm. i know is something that cheno says 
Um, mm-hmm. That's your goals. To yeah, yeah. To, to you know, yeah, not to like look a certain way, but to be able to, you know, tomorrow be like someone's like, hey, let's go try to summit Mount Hood, and like, all right, I, I trust myself. I may not be the best. I'll probably be really slow, but mm-hmm. I can trust my body and but mind. You can basically just go in several different directions. If somebody says, let's go for a bike ride, you want to be able to go for a bike ride. If yeah. Someone says, yeah. let's go to climb some rock walls you can go climb some rock walls yeah 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 that's a great goal so both of you guys don't have a it's like a general goal yeah there's nothing specific you know someone invites you anywhere like your body isn't the one that's going to stop you from doing the activity it might just be the skill right like you need to learn it but like you can you know trust your body and your mind yeah. Knowing that they could yeah. keep up. Which is important I, here in Hood River because there's so many outdoor activities. There is. And there's yeah. way too much to do to be kind of confined to like one activity. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I spent sure. a lot of my life, I feel like that's why I do so many things alone, is because I spent so many mm-hmm. years being the one that like I felt like I was holding people back. You know, if they'd be like, hey, let's go for a hike, I'd be like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Or I'd be like yeah. the one dying. Like I remember I had an asthma attack. You have to limit in the middle of a hike and, you know, I felt limited and then I would just say no, you know, all the time. Yeah. You either limit yourself or you limit the group. And so therefore you end up not going because you don't want to hold everyone back on going on a hike. That's not a good feeling. You know, Hood River, there's a lot of breweries and social drinking is pretty big out here. Do you still go out with friends that do drink and and do you just like hang out with them or how do you deal with with that? Um, well, that would imply I'd have to make friends here first. I've made one friend here and she does not drink. Um, she works at Frontier, which I met her there. She is wonderful. I mean, just do we hike and do other things and I haven't so I haven't really faced that yet I mean and that's still something that not that I worry about because I can hang out with people that do drink and it doesn't bother me at all I went rafting um the click attack yeah a month or two ago um with a bunch of people that just got really drunk during it and it was it was not an issue you know for me at all I was a bartender over the winter. You know, being around alcohol doesn't bother me at all, but I'm still struggling with like how to make friends in a world where everybody does drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm I'm working on, which is why I try to, you know, go to the gym and talk to people. And part of mm-hmm. why I just joined Brimstone is to hopefully make more connections with people that mm-hmm. don't see that as being the only way to have fun because uh, not drinking has, and not just like spending all your time at a, mm-hmm. at a brewery. What I've often thought here is I think one of the most underappreciated things is, is being able to take walks. And this is one of the best places to go like hiking and walking. And I don't think enough people see that as like an acceptable social thing to do mm-hmm. versus like just, just going out and just having another drink or a meal, Yeah, you know, and like, like how many times, do people say on a Friday night, let's go to the walking trail? Yeah. We can all talk there as we walk. Yeah. You know, why do we have to go, you know, like a thousand calories of fries in a burger to go be social? Yeah. Let's, uh, and there's so many places too. So many, like just awesome places to walk around here. Yeah. There's, I also look, which maybe, um, on your page, you could Mm -hmm. do, you know, um, cause I'm always looking for activities in the area that, you know, aren't, at a bar, which like I went to the sunflower fields um, when they were in here in August at Packer Farms. Mm-hmm. And I know that it turns into a corn maze and a pumpkin patch. And 
those are all things that I want to do that might mm-hmm. be maybe labeled as family friendly. But for mm-hmm. me, it's something like, oh, it's so fun kind of rediscovering things that we mm-hmm. forgot about. Everyone goes to, oh, let's go grab a drink, but not like, oh, let's go do mm-hmm. this fun activity. Yeah. Kind of like takes you back to your childhood or like teenage years where like things that you yeah. couldn't. You, or things you did for fun then that are like still fun, but we just forgot about them. And that's well, been really fun. Well, I think it's like they, if it's not adult like, so, you know, you're like, hey, let's go do this instead. It's like, no, the adults are not supposed to do that. We're supposed to go out and have a drink. Yeah. I'm not trying to bash on anybody that drinks. Well, like, yeah. yeah, these I'm, breweries here yeah. are amazing. And I don't really drink beer. So, you know, I've heard that they have really good alcohol here, really good beer. Yeah, like, like you, I wish there was another option other than just like, hey, let's go grab a drink. Yeah. It's just like, no, I don't want to grab a drink. I want to mm-hmm. do yeah. something different that doesn't alter my state of being. That's been really fun for me, exploring, you know, what those things are. And again, yeah, I have nothing against people that drink. I just can't do it like a normal person. So I yeah. have to seek out other, you know, activities. And yeah, being around it doesn't bother me. I still like going to restaurants and things, but seeking out those other activities here. Super fun. I want to ask you also, too, about your breakfast, lunch, dinner routine. Where do you shop? And what foods do you shop for? Uh, so right now, it's I, pr- I kind of eat the same, generally the same thing every day while I'm on my plan. But I, mm-hmm. I switch it up. I've been getting a little more lenient. Uh, so for, for breakfast, I will have whole grain oatmeal with, even though I'm not keto anymore, I still choose sugar-free options for things. Mm-hmm. So I have oatmeal with sugar-free jam, uh, maybe some like sugar-free syrup in there, uh, little fruit uh egg i eat egg whites with spinach and that's my oh it's so good that's my breakfast in the morning and then i'll have a protein shake um with unsweetened almond milk cup of blueberries you know protein powder Mm -hmm. uh more spinach i like spinach that's good now do you count your calories Uh, or do you just do you just eat quality like focus on quality yeah i mean i'm mostly eating just you know protein and veggies then for Mm -hmm. my lunch and dinner so as long as i stick to that then i know Mm -hmm. that you know i'm eating good quality whole foods Mm -hmm. and i don't need to really keep track of calories is there is there a certain restaurant that you like to go to like for dinner andrew's pizza andrew's pizza (laughs) nice (laughs) that's some good pizza yeah they really do honestly i do love andrew's pizza but um i haven't been eating out much just because i i am on my training plan right now so it doesn't mm-hmm. give me a lot of like wiggle room to eat mm-hmm. out a ton but when i do mm-hmm. when i do eat out i'm not lying i eat andrew's pizza so that's great, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah but pizza's my go-to pizza or burgers um yeah i haven't really gotten to explore a lot of the places to eat in hood river yet so that's something that will still be fun for me something that is noticeable when you come to hood river is is hood river actually does have a not only do we have so many great outdoor activities that you can do but so many health actually healthy options to go to. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you guys a good example of something that I just found out. So I'm not sure, Samantha, if you'll know about Mother's Organic Market, but you know Mother's Organic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's up by right. Tamalum. Apparently, they, they just changed owners and they serve meat now. Oh, was it? Did they not serve meat before? I, I don't think that. they did. Oh. I, think, I think they were completely vegetarian, but they were bought out by, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think the new owners are from, did they, I think, did they say Troutdale? No, I don't know. No, not Troutdale. Maybe they did. But the gist of it is is they're changing. And right next door, there's a there's a new pescatarian cafe and they, they serve uh, ceviche, like oh, salmon really? ceviche now, I along with your, coffee. I did saw you see your the post about that because yeah. I love lox bagels. Yes. And yes. that's all they have one. So I need to go there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We all need to. Is, is that there. right? in that same area 
where yeah. like yeah and every all the food options in that little area seem to be like under this big change and right next to the ceviche cafe i got to talking very briefly to the to the owner he also owns like there's a little barbecue truck there like a food truck yeah a little food truck but it's all barbecue and it's a whole so, like plaza i really haven't spent a lot of yeah. time in but it always yeah. when i drive by I'm like, yeah. But my point being is that we have a few new options for healthy stuff like fresh fish. And we actually do have a lot of great um, options for sushi. sushi. Yeah. And I can't wait until Kobe. I think Kobe Sushi is closed right now, but I can't wait till they come back up because I really enjoyed their sushi. Yeah. Is that your favorite sushi place? I really enjoyed Sushi Okolani. I think is generally, if I'm not mistaken, that's like the go-to place for sushi. But then the problem that I found there was it was just always packed, yeah, which, which says a lot of great things about Sushi Okolani. But but I found that Kobe Sushi is not only great sushi, but there you, you can usually just, just go in and just get a table right away, which is probably one of the reasons why I find myself going going over there a lot. Yeah. And as far as uh, other health, healthy options... Most of the places around here love to source locally. Remedy. I like Remedy. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Remedy. Yeah, some really good smoothies. Yes. 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 Yeah. I've gone in there, too, for fresh juice and everything. So I've been spending um, a lot of time at Ground lately. It's my have favorite you? coffee shop. And, and like Dopio has good Dopio, and I don't know if you guys saw my post on Dopio's uh, yogurt parfait breakfast, but mm-hmm. that was an amazing yogurt breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. definitely highly recommend that sometime. Also, so. uplifted and binging. I don't know if you guys crossed the, the bridge and go to the other side, but I live in White Salmon, so on my way to work, yeah, I go to. Okay, so that's why I you know about that. Uplifted, yeah, and they got some uplifted. really. Uplifted? Yeah. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, the owner. She's it's Raquel. Her name's uh-huh. Raquel, and uh, super sweet. And they have really good coffee, and she makes some really good smoothies too. Really? Yeah, and it's all it's more organic and healthier, so it's yeah, yeah. more natural. Do so. you guys do you guys shop at the? Have you guys checked out the farmers market at all? Yeah, I volunteer there. A lot you do. Actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cheddar. Uh, not, not really. It's really? A, no. You should. <laughs> the, I know I should. should. The the quality of food that you get there is just insanely great. Have you ever had a homegrown tomato? Maybe I don't know. Or do you have you? Is every tomato ever that you've ever had it come from the grocery store? I, and the reason I ask is because if you the difference between a homegrown tomato and like something that came from somebody's backyard garden, like you will, you'll never look at store bought tomatoes the same way ever. Like, you, like you, they are. They like they and taste. I don't even they, have tomatoes. There's <laughs> like a there's there's like this, like when you when you bite into. A tomato that's been grown like just completely organically like you can just eat those things just by themselves they're that good like yeah. you don't need to have them with any you can just like just it's it's great yeah definitely the farmer's market is full of just amazing local produce yeah. and i try i try my best i haven't been doing well at it lately to get all my produce from local sources um you can actually get like everything if you want to get your whole week's groceries at the farmer's market you can I mean, mm-hmm. they have local local meat sausages like literally anything you want i mean they have yeah. it there so yeah. support your local farm so so with that being said what what are your guys's thoughts on um like eating organic versus eating store is that like a big concern to you uh i mean like i, I you know i try to keep my food as organic as i, as I can but also I know that it's a lot more spendier to mm-hmm. to yeah. eat organic. And growing up, we didn't have the financial resources to invest in more organic stuff. We had to just like buy whatever we could, we could to you know to eat. But slowly, you know, as I get older and I 
I'm trying to get yeah, more knowledge yeah. on like what's better for me. Um, you know, try to stay stay healthier and more organic, but still, you know, it's a little bit as pricier. It, I I understand the pricier aspect of it. Like, so basically, as it's convenient. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I mean, mean if I, if, if if I had the, all the money in the world, obviously, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would go organic. Yeah. But that's the reality. Yeah, you you try as best you can, but you can. You know. Roughly on the same topic. So a lot of people when they come here to Hood River. They talk about the the quality of the water. Have you noticed the 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 water quality from the tap is is any better than like compare it to the East Coast? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it's better it, than the East Coast. That's is it? for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my I had I had good mountain water in my town, I guess, um, where I lived in Pennsylvania, but mm-hmm. other places, yeah, not it. Just like each place would vary so differently. Like you go to one town, it tastes one way and another, but yeah. here it seems pretty consistently good. Yeah. yeah. So. I went to, to Mexico a couple of years ago and I, I learned to appreciate the water here because over yeah. there it was like you had to buy a gallon and have it with you at all times or else like you wouldn't be drinking water, you'd be drinking soda or something like that. And hmm. it's like, it, it's, it's, it's not hard to have access to water, but I mean, you can't just go to the faucet and turn on the water and drink from it. So you have mm-hmm. to like buy it at the store or have a truck deliver gallons yeah. of water for you and it's yeah so it's a little more yeah it's a little more complicated to get but um here's so just what everyone does there? at least where i'm from colima yeah they you had to get the water at the store like a truck would come through once a week and drop off some gallons if you like went out to like a you know just out and about you couldn't like find a water fountain to fill up your water bottle so you either had to like buy a soda or whatever was available yeah we're pretty lucky here when it comes to that oh yeah the the water quality here is i think of most of the places i've lived if not like the best place for like just getting the best water straight from the tap that's uh and that's another unique thing i think about hood river one of many wonderful things about hood river yes <laughs> what is the plan for the next couple months as far as fitness goes hmm. let's see i would just like to keep getting stronger i've really been working on my deadlifts and squats i just deadlifted 215 the other day which was big for me because i mean i only started doing deadlifts two months ago mm-hmm. so i had a friend tell me it took her a year she's like same body type mm-hmm. as me and mm-hmm. she said it took her years and uh, I was like, whoa, okay, well, that's cool. Like, I guess I can lift, you know, a lot more. Although I don't have like, you know, a certain weight, it would mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. it's very fun watching myself get stronger and yeah. kind of just like seeing what I can do. Um, yeah. So I guess just testing my limits more, um, you know. Yeah, I, I would say hiking because my originally, you know, I was supposed to hike South Sister um, in Bend for my birthday to mm-hmm. summit that. Not what would have been tonight, but obviously, you know, with the the fires and everything, that's not a possibility. So um, scrapping the hikes and yeah, just been focusing on the gym. I'd like to get better at climbing now that I have um, a membership Mm -hmm. and, you know, focusing on, I guess, getting stronger in the colder months. You posted a picture a couple, was it maybe a couple weeks ago? It was like a transformation picture of you, like currently. And then the other picture was your face was all bruised up and beaten up. So do you mind sharing what happened then? Like the story behind that picture? Yeah. Yeah. As much as I know that one, that was... um, This is the first I've heard of it. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was working... This would be my... It was my sophomore 
sophomore year in college. I was working as a server at the time at Chili's. I had just left work and I was, it was one of the first times I was the only sober one going out to a party and all my friends were wasted. And which was interesting for me to experience that. And we went to a party. All I remember is having one drink at the time. Um, It was like a big jungle juice cooler I dipped my drink in. I mean, it was a big drink, but my tolerance at that time was very high. So one drink would have done little to nothing to me. And uh, I was having a dance-off with my friend, because I like to dance. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up in the hospital Mm-hmm. I was like in a diaper. My hair was just like matted. When I looked in a mirror, because, you know, like what I was wearing was the first thing, you know, I just looked down. And I was like, well, you know, what's going on? Where am I? And um, then I went and I got up. And I like looked in the mirror and my right side of my face just swollen shut. I mean, scarred. I was missing this tooth, which I guess on the podcast, you can't see which tooth I point. Yeah. I'm missing a whole tooth. Um, my front teeth wow. were chipped. You know, it looked like someone had just beat me. And I didn't know what happened. Um, I was getting information from the nurses. And they said that it was like the saddest thing they'd ever seen. That I had been dumped in a taxi um, or by a taxi alone on the front of the emergency room. Left there. I, I was bleeding out and unconscious. My BAC was 0.457 somehow, which I don't know how that happened since to my memory, I had only had the one drink. They had to pump my stomach. The doctors told me that I should be dead. Mm -hmm. That with that, you know, level of like point, once you reach 0.4, it's coma or death. And I was far past that. You know, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have made it, which is part of why now I wasn't thankful to be alive at the time. I mean, I I recovered, but I didn't, I like tried to, I never got answers as to what happened to me, really. I had gotten a lot of different answers from different people, which I just had to, you know, come to peace with the fact I would never really know. And that was part of why I kept drinking then, because I went right back to drinking right after that. Like it had never happened. What were some of the, the answers that they gave you? Uh, that I was, I was running and I fell. Yeah, that was one that I remember. I was running and I fell. Oh, you were at just things like that that didn't make sense as to why I would have like the injuries that I had. Yeah. Um, hmm. It just didn't add up. And were any of these people like close friends of yours or? Uh, yeah, I did at the time. Well, considered them. Yeah. At least one to be. But um. And what did they tell you? That, that you just I, ran. That I just ran. I just ran off and I fell and, in the alley and. And they didn't take you to the hospital? They just put you in a taxi? They didn't want to get underages. Oh, so that was you guys were underage when yeah. this happened? Yeah. So they said they found me in an alley and then sent me in the alley from the, in the taxi. That was like as much information, solid info as I got. They found me in an alley when I was, you know, bleeding out and unconscious. And, and then they put me, they didn't go with me because they didn't want to get underages and the taxi driver dumped you off in front of the well so then i got stories actually recently by a friend that was like no no we did go with you to the hospital we didn't leave you alone and i'm like well the one distinct memory that i have from that day is the nurse telling me that i was dropped alone you know and that i should not consider those people friends Mm -hmm. which i mean i i did not ever again after that you know they could disallow that whole thing to 
Do you still stay in touch with some of these people that were there with you that night? No, not really. Um, the one I was, I mean, they all live on the East Coast. and Yeah. I don't consider them friends, just distant acquaintances at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So to this day, you don't know what happened. You don't know how you got the bruises on your face. Not, no. Mm. No, not, no solid answers. Like it, honestly, maybe it was my fault. Maybe I somehow got really, really, really drunk. I don't know. You know, I just had to come to accept that, accept the unknown. Mm. And, you know, I let it affect my life for, I didn't realize that it was affecting my life, but it was. I just drank, went right back to partying until like another really bad thing happened. And it was just, you know, it was like the earth was giving me all these signs like, stop drinking, please. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, listen for, that was eight years ago, you know. And so it took me a really long time and a lot more pain to go through until I, like, I feel like I only really just started my life when I got mm-hmm. sober. It's yeah. like, I'm really only just starting now. Like, maybe I'm a little behind, but it's okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, finally living, you know, I feel. Yeah, and just to, to clarify, too, we're not, like, trying to tell people, like, you should stop drinking. Yes. Like, completely, like, people can do mm-hmm. it socially and can control it. Yeah, but there is plenty of people out there that I know, and that was I was one of them, that think we're doing it just for fun, but we're actually doing it for another reason. and. We don't realize it. So I think having, you know, talking to people like you who, who discovered that, you know, and changed things around it might help those people who can't control it, who think they can, but then can't really mm-hmm. control yeah. it and help them see this from a different perspective. So, yeah, that's, um, that's my goal is to not, yeah, to not, I have plenty of friends that drink, you know, it's totally fine. For some people, it's, they can control it, but there are so many that, that can't. And in me, sharing my story you know I, I post on social media a lot about it i have had at least 15 people that are friends that i have come to me think they have a drink you know think they have a problem and that me posting about it and talking mm-hmm. about it as if it's normal you know has helped them realize that it's not something to be ashamed about you know because a lot of time drinking is so normalized that if you can't do it like a normal person then you feel even more shame yeah and that's why people don't seek help and especially me working in the service industry for a while um drinking that's actually one of the things i joined to help me get sober was it's a group on facebook uh called industry and recovery it's specifically for people in the service industry and there's like ten thousand people in the group it's a a big issue, you know, um, drinking is often pushed on you when you're a server or bartender, mm-hmm. you're around it. Um, you get free drinks after work, they send you home with alcohol. Like it's part of, you know, and I experienced that and it was, it's really easy to be in that atmosphere and just, you know, get in and have fun. And, um, and then before you know it, it gets too bad for some people. So, hmm. so what do you recommend to someone who was like listening to this and it's like, hey, you know what? Actually, I might need to, I want to change this. Like, how how do I start? Is there resources that you recommend or is there something that you did that like was like, you know, this, this was a good first step that wasn't like going from zero to a hundred in one day, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people choose to do, an, uh, to do AA and go to a meeting. I did not do that. I did it on my own. 
Um, so if you want to take steps to, you know, maybe you would like to do that route. Um, but if you want to take steps on your own, I recommend just finding um, something to keep your hands and your mind busy, a small activity that you really enjoy doing. As far as resources go, I joined, there's a Reddit page that's Stop Drinking. Um, I'm also looking to hopefully soon here have my, my own platform. Um, my goal was to have it done by today, but that didn't happen. Um, but within the next mm -hmm. week, I'm getting very close. Um, what is this platform? It is going to be the Solo Sober Traveler, traveling through life without alcohol, where mm -hmm. I... That is my specific goal is to give people that are just starting out or think that, you know, they might have a problem or even just want to better themselves in some way mm -hmm. uh, where they have resources. Talk about all the different things you can do and struggles that go along with that and hopefully be a resource for people that are looking to, to stop. And so the point, there's a point that you made earlier, you had tried to stop drinking, but you would go like two weeks mm -hmm. and then you would, you know, kind of relapse. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like very key for people to understand that like you might, when you start off and you want to quit anything, right? Whether it's drinking or whatever it may be, most likely will relapse that so you might go a week without it, but then you'll go back to an old habit. You might go two weeks, but the thing about it is staying consistent and like always like trying and be like, all right, I didn't do it this time, but I'll keep doing it until, you know, in your room and you're like, you know what? You know what? I don't need to drink anymore. And you go two weeks, you're like, I can do it longer. And then you're now 10 months almost. Exactly. So yes. that's I think you just summed up the blog I just wrote and sent it. It's really important to know that you're gonna fail. You're not, a lot of times we don't start doing something because of the fear of failure, but all you really need to do is try. And you try and fail, and then maybe it won't be a while until you start again, but you'll, you'll try again. You'll try and like eventually, you know, you will reach the point where you just know, you know, you're tired of trying and starting over. And I was tired of starting over and over and over. And like, it's like, how about we just keep trying this time? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Eventually you will, you will succeed. It'll be hard, but it's the best thing you can ever, ever do for yourself. And just putting one step in front of the other and, um, you know, slowly that was key for me is to not overwhelm yourself with things. Yeah. Focus on one small thing at a time that you can improve. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, the tiniest thing, like, you know, walk mm -hmm. on the treadmill five minutes a day. And then the next week you're like, oh, five minutes. But so I can do yeah. 10 now. And um, so, yeah, just doing, starting small. And they say, you know, when you stop drinking, just day by day. Like for me, one at that time, one day was big. And two days, unbelievable, you know. Yeah. And, it's just with everything, you know, mm -hmm. I started really, really low and day by day just, you know, worked on the, the little things and to now they're much bigger things. And mm -hmm. and I, I, I really think that this conversation is really important, especially for here in Hood River. Because there's so many breweries and wineries. And, mm -hmm. and I think that there probably are a lot of people here locally that are just, I mean, temptation as far as like alcohol is just, mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's all around us here in Hood River, it especially. Is. You know, just, yeah, just consistency. That's the, that's key. Mm -hmm. Just being consistent. Yes. Consistently improving. Yeah. As, as much as you can. Yeah. 
whatever little amount you can, you know, do as long as you're consistent in the little amount you do, then. And eventually you'll get to the point where I heard a saying, it says, you know, you're improving when um, today's warm up was yesterday's workout. Yeah. You know, and exactly. I think that's what, what, what she was kind of alluding to earlier. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's never going to be a straight line going up. Right. So, you know, people that want to change, they want to go from, you know, maybe drinking every day to not drinking anything at all. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe go down to drinking five days a week if you're drinking seven days yeah. and then maybe three and maybe yeah. one. And baby then, steps. Through trying and failing, especially over and over again, you, mm-hmm. you learn what works and what doesn't work. And like through all of my failures, I allowed me to reach the point that I finally was like, all right, well, I know it didn't work at all these other times. Um, and like finally gave me the building blocks to succeed. So there is value in failure is that you learn, you know, it'll just, failure should set the stage for future success. Yeah. Well, I noticed, so we're, we're going to get into a little bit of promotion here, but I noticed you have the IBLV shirt. Yes, I do. It is made by. Where did you get that one? Did you buy it there at the power station or? I bought this at Cheno's free outdoor workouts yes. that are Wednesday what? nights. Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. at the yes. Griffin House. At the Griffin House. Where's the yeah. Griffin House? It is uh, right next to the Columbia Gorge Hotel Okay. on 84, like okay. right uh, next to 84. It's a little bit past there, and it's a wedding venue, and it's a beautiful view of the gorge. So we'll do it from 6 to 7, and then like around 7, 730 is when the sunset is. So you get to see the sunset. What sort of activities do we do you have it there at this workout? Uh, so we usually, the, the workout consists of a warm-up, and then I explain the workout, which is usually like 25 to 30 minutes, and then we go into a cool-down after that. Okay. So it's a quick, um, it's high-intensity interval training, and it's all body weight. I forgot nice. to, when you asked me what my weekly workout routine was, I forgot. I don't know how. I forgot to include that every Wednesday I go to do workouts. Since the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been there every every week. Well, this yeah. yesterday we didn't have it because of the smoke. But um, and then we're, I'm working on trying to keep this going through the winter time. So we're, you know, looking into mm-hmm. renting out a space so we can do this. And I want to keep it donation based. So allow people that can afford to pay, um, you know, still Just take their class. Yeah. Just and then anybody who can, you know, donate to to the cause. But not only that, but I can imagine it's a great social environment, isn't it, to meet people? Yes, it is. That's right. been really, really one of my favorite points for me. Like, you know, I the workout is wonderful and it's always such a good workout, but I love getting to talk to people that come to the workouts. And it, was a little, it took me a little bit at first to like, you know, because I'm I thought it was very awkward at first, you know, getting to talk to new people and uh, mm-hmm. but I'm getting better at it. And, uh, yeah, it's a great place to, to meet people. So Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Yes. The House. See you there. And that's where you can also buy some of the IBOE gear. Yeah. yeah. Last week you had some. Are you going to keep doing it? Yeah, so I'm going to keep bringing some. Um, Good deal. And then we have a lot more variety online, IBLV-movement.com. Okay. And, uh, it's very comfy. And, yeah, you feel good and you look good while you work out. We're, well, I'm not working out right now, and I'm wearing it, so it's good for all kids. Is that made here in Hood River, then? Or? Uh, no, we go through somebody else. Uh, I mean, they have different locations in the okay. U.S., so okay. depending on where the order comes from. Good deal. That one was printed, actually, here in Hood River, though. Oh. It looks good. Nor- Northwest Graphics. It looks good. I like the colors. Me, too. 
and then after you get done with the workout, you can come here to Andrew's for some great pizza, right? Or maybe that save it for the next day. Yeah. Or the weekend. Yeah. Weekend. All right, guys. I think we're going to just go ahead and wrap it up unless there's any. I mean, you should. Uh, anybody who wants to check out your Instagram posts, you know, give us oh, your yeah. social media yeah. so they can yes. get inspired. What's the web address? What's the social media? Give us the goods. You can find my personal account is Miss Parson, M-I-S-S underscore P-A-R-S-O-N. I'm working on the Solo Sober Traveler. I have a page on Instagram if you want to give a follow, but I haven't posted any content or followed mm-hmm. anyone on there yet and um the website for that should be launching soon but um if you follow me on this person i'll be posting about that so okay yeah, yeah so anybody who has any questions or has any facing any problems with alcohol you know you know who to reach she's <laughs> she's done some amazing things and has been through a lot if anyone has any questions or needs help or anything i love helping people and i will answer and talk you through absolutely anything uh, that you need very open and understanding. I mean, I've been through yeah. it all. Nothing can surprise me. So, um, yeah, always there to help in any way that I can. With anything. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thanks, guys, for coming out. This has definitely been fun. And I look forward to seeing what the future holds for, for both of you guys. Thank so, you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes. And thank you to everyone to listening. And once again, be sure to come in sometime to Andrew's Pizza and check out the the movie events that we have coming, like the, uh, what is it called? The, the Vancouver movie? The Vancouver Mountain. Movie Festival. Yeah. Yes. And the pizza, of course. Yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs>